Hello and welcome to episode 30 of the MLS Fantasy Insider, our review of round 27 and preview of round 28. This episode is brought to you by the great Reddit community of r slash fantasy MLS and the hashtag dare to Drogba international fan club. Holy crap. Anyway, I'm your host, Reed Connolly, from MLS Fantasy Boss, a.k.a. Dashdar, on the Reddit forums. And I'm joined by our usual great lineup of co-hosts. With me, we have Jay, Jason, and Guy. What's up, everybody? How you doing? Hello, friends. <laughs> Hello. And I apologize in advance if my cat is meowing a lot. He's out the window, and I think there's a couple birds, so you're probably going to hear that in the background. So That'll do it. Uh, unfortunately, Simon could not join us tonight. He is nursing a sore throat and uh, just wants to take it easy before he has to go to work tomorrow. So he will not be joining us, but we have uh, our usual great great co-host. And so, guys, how did your teams do during this unlimited transfer that we had? Well, we picked the Revs right. Uh, True. Didn't really see Philadelphia pummeling San Jose, and I didn't really see Dallas tearing it up, so could have got some more points there. I don't think anyone saw Drogba coming except for... Maybe supporting Kansas City, I think, as well. Wait, <coughs> one of you said you had it, right? Me. Well, all right, well, congratulations. Thank you, Frank. Um, if I would have captained Win, I would have felt pretty good about my week. I captained Salinas and lost, you know, a good 12 points there. So, yeah, that's okay, whatever. Mm. No, I got uh, ended up with 73 points on a Win captain. <clears throat> I had Fagundes and Farrell. Everything else was pretty uneventful, so... I, I built my team for the double game week with no bench support, so I'm okay with that. Yeah, I got 83 points, moved up from um, 110 to 83, so finally cracked the top 100. Um, decided to bring um, Bush in instead of Shuttleworth, but uh, and also decided to captain Oba over Win because... My twinsy guy didn't write me back on Twitter in time, and that made me sad because if I were to do that, I would have probably been in the top 50. But, yep, I brought in Drogba and Piatti, so that made me very happy. So, hashtag go Drogba, yay. Uh, I actually had a pretty good week myself. I, I moved up from 170 up to 105, and I came away with 92 points, uh, 38th overall. I... I uh, Lucked out with uh, a Barrios pick up there in midfield. I also captained Win. I think uh, Jay and I had a little little thing going there on Twitter at, at the last moment. It was the the hashtag Dare to Win versus the hashtag Dare to Oba. Um, you no, looks like no. you won that one. Uh, you know, I, you know, I guess I did, but I have to say um, I would never really look a captain getting a goal, getting seven points flat out, and still getting a fourteen. That's that's not awful. Getting getting yeah. some points, never bad. And we, since we already mentioned Drogba, nobody saw that coming. Picking picking Drogba and captaining him was just like a, a Hail Mary in yeah. fantasy soccer. Yeah, yeah, I know they were playing Chicago, but still, maybe you're hoping he gets a goal, maybe two at, at most, but that, that was the Hail Mary of all Hail Marys for fantasy soccer with a new player coming in like that. So while it was great to see, I'm not kicking myself for not going with that. Yeah, I was a... Uh... I uh, when I when I brought in Piotti and Drogba, I was super tired and I fell asleep and I was telling the guys that I woke up to like six text messages from you saying like Drogba, oh my god, wow! And I was actually looking on on the fantasy on MLS Fantasy Boss chat, and there was actually I want to say two or three people on there that picked Drogba up and captained him. So if you did that, hey, props to you. That's that's I think that's pretty much like you know a one percent chance of him doing that, and he did it. So hats off to you guys. That's what differentials are all about. Too bad Simon's not here to talk that. Uh, so before we move on, what are your guys' general impressions from this this very compact double game week, or not not double game week, just super bye week? Yeah, I mean, I think there was a, a template that a lot of people stuck to, and if you deviated from the template, um, it rewarded you handsomely or it crushed you. I know that's kind of a very broad statement, but, you know, g picking a Drogba or, you know, a Piotti, or I mean, I know a lot of people were getting Farrell over Tierney, and I mean, Tierney got 16 points. A lot of people were trying to get Bingham and, you know, Mel uh, Malia or Melia instead of Shuttleworth. So, um, I don't know, I just think that now is the time if you're going to make a move, 
make a move and try to get some of those differential picks and hopefully it works out and boosts you up in the rank. Yeah, I didn't really pull anything from the week. I don't know. Small small game weeks are kind of fun. There's weird stuff happens, but I don't know. I wish MLS would just respect the international schedule. Hashtag because MLS. Hashtag because MLS. Yeah, you kind of stole the the point I was going to make. It was my takeaway from this week was it was a week that didn't even need to happen. Like, if ten teams can be put on a bye, you can go the extra mile and give the other ten teams the same bye. <laughs> and that yell was across the continent. Yeah, that was uh, my point. That was my wife and my sister, and they were agreeing with you guys. Yeah, <laughs> it, it just it was just ridiculous that we had to have a wild card at this stage of the game because they could only figure out how to give 10 teams a bye week. And then, I mean, it's... We got two more coming up. I, I know. It just, it, it boggles me, boggles my mind, like, that we can't figure something better out. I don't know. It's it's frustrating. I, I, I think in some ways it adds to the game because there's you have to pay attention. But come on, like, this is... It's like the Hail Mary thing. A lot of people are lucking out as opposed to having to maintain an active team for a set amount of weeks and having those gambles pay off over the long run as opposed to these short-term stints. Yeah, I'm curious how many dead teams had Oba and um, Dempsey and had Dempsey captain and actually... Well, we know none of them had Drogba. Mm, very true. <laughs> so no, no worries there. Uh, yeah, I, my, my big takeaway here was just the big surprise from, from San Jose not coming up with at least a win out of, out of that game. Uh, I know eventually teams have to lose, so that, that run happened. I still think they're good for the long run. I think the Melia Bingham rotation is the best over the long run if you went with something like that. Uh, no, nothing against Shuttleworth, but New England's also holding well, uh, so I'm, I invested in two of their defenders, so that, that just turned out fantastic for them. But, uh, yeah, you touched on what I was going to say a lot, Guy. I don't know if I'd go so far as to say it should not exist, but it, it definitely, for me, adds uh, some fun, just an, an unexpected element to the game that I, I enjoy. of Just like, what's going to happen now? Yeah, there is that. I mean, I, I can understand that, but I don't know. It just seems like now, now we have to worry about the teams that did get the rest. They're going to be more fresh than the teams that didn't. And there's all this backup players we have to account for. It's just it, it took a little bit of something out of it for me this weekend as well. Definitely. Well, it was fun. Definitely, definitely fun. But we're through it, and we're going to be moving forward now. So some housekeeping as we're doing that. Check the disco out. Uh, there were some updates last time with I checked today. It had been updated as of September 3rd. So there will be a few things coming up. Not not much eventful happened this week, but. Uh, Maidana is still out. I think he got an extra game added to his suspension, so he will not play, uh, I believe it's against Columbus. Yeah, against Columbus this week. Uh, Hoberg is also out. Hoberg is out. Now, he'll just, he, Columbus, Columbus, Colorado has a double game week coming up, so he's going to play one of those games. Balance that to see if that's something that might be worth having him for your team as a single game week player. We'll talk more about that coming up. Uh, Simon is also going to be missing a couple of games, so keep that in mind as we're moving into the huge series of double game weeks coming up for Montreal. And just take a look at the list of the yellow card accumulations because a lot of players like Kaikamara are close to getting a, a yellow card that's going to send them into a game suspension. And then most importantly, games start tomorrow. That is September 5th at 7.30. September so if you're listening to this on September... 9th, sorry, I don't know why I'm stuck in the past, this whole Labor Day thing. September 9th at, uh, at 7.30. So tomorrow, if you're listening to this tonight when it dropped, uh, be aware of that. If you're listening to this tomorrow, which is September 9th, Wednesday, then be sure to get your teams set before 7.30. I saw a lot of people posting on Twitter and in Reddit about, oh, I didn't get my team set. I, I don't know if we can say it any louder. 7.30 tomorrow, September 9th. Get, get the teams get. 
So now we're going to get to our questions. Had uh, some pretty good ones. There are some definite themes with, with some of the questions today, and we'll get to those. But first one comes from Buckman United, and he just gets right to the, to the point of it. It says, Montreal conceded three goals at home versus Chicago. Now they're away at L.A. Is there a term for when Keane scores five goals? Do you guys have – he has a follow-up question, but do you guys have an answer for that first? I don't. A, a hey, Pentax. Yeah, I was feeling a little more witty. I would find something, but Keening, Keening. I mean, we had leaning with with uh, Henri last year, but uh, I think that's just Keen being Keen. I don't know. Yeah. It, uh, it's, so it's, it's called getting him in your lineup. That's what it's called. <laughs> it's, it's called get Robbie Keen. Yeah. Um, so the rest of his question is: How many LA players should we consider for uh, and for how long uh, as we come up to the end of the season? Well, LA is one of those teams. Um, and there's a, there's a several big teams now, uh, like Columbus and Seattle being among them, that don't have any more double game weeks left to play. So <clears throat> with all of these double game weeks still coming for other teams, Keene's never going to have a double for you. So I don't maybe a home game for him against Montreal is going to be good. But, you know, he played a half against uh, for, for Ireland yesterday, which was Monday now. Um, I, you never know. I mean, Dos Santos, Gerard, Leggett, I mean, they're going to be single-game players going up against double-game players every week. So just kind of whatever you're, you're hoping to accomplish. If you think they're going to get five goals a game, then obviously pick them up. I tend to think it'll start to even out a little bit, so I'm going to hedge my bets. Jay, you with us? Yeah, sorry, a uh, bunch. I don't know what just happened. Hmm. I'm back. Um, yeah, so what I think, uh, you know, Keen is Keen is one of those players that you always do want to have. But looking at the upcoming schedule, they got Montreal at home, at RSL, Dallas at home, at Seattle, a bye, Portland at home, and at Sporting Kansas City. Those three home games are arguably the three toughest places to play in MLS. And like Guy said, you know, they don't have any double game weeks. Um, if you were to get an LA Galaxy player, I would tend to go with Keen. If you can fit it in your budget, I'm I'm messing around with my uh, with my lineup right now, and I can get Keen in here with Bradley Wright Phillips and have DDA Drogba up top. That could be a pretty good differential, but um, it's really up to you and your strategy. I mean, there are a lot of other double game week players that you could potentially get and get in your lineup and get double those points, but it's up to you. Yeah, I like Keen for this week. I'll probably end up with him. Um, the only other player from LA I'd get would be Dos Santos, but I definitely see the downside of Keen. But, you know, he's on the you know a list of, like, you know, five or six players who I think are somewhat fixture-proof. I think he can do do what he does in any situation. So, yeah, I definitely think he's worth it for this week. And I don't think there's much argument that they are betting on Keen at home is tends to be pretty safe. Um, I, I had the same concerns as Guy was pointing out, and, and as Jay also echoed with with the away home rotation that they have. I, I think he becomes someone that you could flex around with your team. He's a, a great swap, I think, for David Villa coming up, in, or David Villa coming up in game week 29. Maybe you bring him back in for for Dallas, and you can swap him in and out around there. Um, but I think it is one to consider going forward. At most, I would say two LA players uh, as far as the long term, with Keane being one of them, and then one of the guys in support of him, uh, be that Dos Santos, or if that doesn't fit your budget, then I think... Uh, Legette has to be the one that you would move to. But Keane's still the target for the team, and those guys are all feeding him the ball, so I, I, I do think that he's a safe one. But I don't know if I would definitely say a must-have or just... I don't know if I'd say fixture-proof, like you were mentioning, Jason. Hulk just scored for Brazil, by the way, nine minutes in. Uh, well, that sucks. Live updates that you'll hear tomorrow, guys. <laughs> Our next question comes from DSB Coco, who says, "Any national teamers going to miss this weekend? Should we keep them if they play tonight?" I think they all play on the weekend, but I really don't know. I mean, 
it's not something I really thought about too much about which players are playing. I think they all play. Yeah, I mean, they should play, but, you know, you got Keen. I don't know how many time zones it is he has to go from Ireland to L.A., but, you know, it's, it's one of those things where sometimes these guys come back and they, and they play right off the plane, and then sometimes they get 35 to 45 minutes of kind of reacclimation time before they go full-time again. So it's, it's, it's a risk either way. I mean, it's, it's throwing, throwing darts in the dark, so... There's no expertise that's going to help you with that. Yeah, I mean, the only one I know, I mean, obviously Josie and Bradley, but if you have Josie in your lineup, you should probably never play Fantasy Major League Soccer again. And <laughs> we've had two guys in the show now. <laughs> well, and then Bradley, of course, if you had him in your lineup like I did for this last week, I'm taking him out. Even though they have a double game week, I'm taking him out because of Benny. So The only person I would be concerned about... Um, might actually be Nemeth there with Sporting Kansas City since he's recently played and they have the early game tomorrow as well. He He's super high on the transfers in, so that might be one that, that I'm a little bit worried about if you're if you're trying to load up on some double game week guys. Maybe Dwyer's the one to go with this time. Uh, but I do always like the creativity that he has. But otherwise, I tend to agree. I think most of them are going to be back and playing uh, and will be able to have some normal times going forward. So O'Dave came up with a question that's been on many people's minds, and he says, is picking Drogba just chasing points, or will he be a consistent performer? Yeah, I, I well, since I picked Drogba up this last week, um, I figured, you know, he came in, what, six weeks ago, hasn't played a single game, getting match fit. I mean, he looked, I know it was against Chicago's defense, which is one of the, the worst in, I think, in the entire world, but Drogba looked electric. He looked spry, he looked fit, he looked dangerous. And, you know, they're playing in LA, which LA doesn't have the best defense, and you have a double game week at San Jose, home against New England, then you got home against Chicago and home against DC. The only one that really oh and then you're away at Orlando and then have another double game week. I mean they have so many double game weeks. I think that Drogba is a lock to start most of these or at least go sixty. And with his sheer um, attacking potential and and um, trying to think of the word um, finishing, I mean, for ten point two million dollars, he could be a very very nice addition to your team. And right now, one point nine percent ownership, I'd do it. Yeah, I think he's somewhere between chasing points and being consistent, but. You know, big name strikers. You know, guys like you know Keane. We wouldn't really say is consistent, at least by my, you know, my definition of consistent, which is failhaber. Um, I think he's worth the gamble with three double game weeks coming up. Um, I definitely don't think he's chasing points. Uh, I think he goes big in at least two of those six games. So you figure that's, you know, I I would predict at least two ten plus games. So. I can't think of many forwards who I can say that about right now with their schedule. Maybe Bradley Light Phillips, Keane. I'm not so sure about with the not great fixtures. Yeah, I, I mean, it's tough because he he does have some age on him, and it's going to be a congested schedule. And being the MLS, you're not going to know which games he's going to start in and which games he's going to come in as relief if he even gets some prescribed rest. I mean, after being his first game, we just don't know. The, the, the positive thing is is that unlike Portland, which just kind of strung along Lucas Milano for 30 minutes for a month and a half, Montreal waited until he was ready to play 90 minutes. So if you're a Montreal fan, it's good to know that when he does play, he is capable of playing 90. So that's, that's about as good as you're going to get. So... Yeah, I definitely agree with, with everything you guys have said. I I, th I think the most accurate statement is he's somewhere in between because they, they have given him the time to acclimate to the league through practicing to, to mesh with his team really before throwing him out there. And it's really the double game weeks that – we know it's the double game weeks and it's the end of the season. So it's sort of a go big or go home time. It's like why not take that risk on some guy who's shown some awesome form – I think he's likely to miss a little bit of time during the double game weeks that Montreal have coming up. I like game week 30 
better than 29-4 yep. because I think the San Jose-New England is obviously the tougher match there, and they're going to be the double home. Well, it, New England's at home, so essentially they're getting three home games in a row. That's a lot of rest, just being in familiar surroundings. It's a rematch with Chicago, so I don't know. I could see that just being super bad with Chicago being out for blood for revenge or just him being like, hey, I already know these guys. I can I can walk around them like nothing. Uh, and then he's playing D.C., which has really struggled at times on the road uh, this year. So those are two great opportunities for him to really explode. So, yeah, I, I, I mean, do it. I, I think that's – I don't think it's chasing points. I, I think it's a, a nice it – can, it can be viewed more as a calculated trade at this point in the season. I agree with that. So our next question comes from the RT chair. I think that's how that is. And he's really focused on the Colorado Rapids, which is one of the two double game week teams that we have for this round. So he wants to know which four Rapids players would you put on your team um, and that would still leave us with enough money to have big-time forwards and midfielders, you know, like the Keynes or the Dos Santoses or Javengo if he's healthy. Uh, I'm going to add on to this question, if any. Oh, no, you got to have some. I wouldn't go four, though. The most I'm going this week is three, um, just because this is Colorado's last double game week. Um, you know, you could go Irwin if you wanted. Uh, I took the chance and went Burling in the back, uh, even though he doesn't have a real strong history of playing both games in a double. Uh, in the middle, you don't want Powers. Uh, my, a buddy at work already defaulted and got Powers on his team, and that makes no sense to me whatsoever. Um, just because he's only got like 1.8 point uh, average over his last five. He's just garbage right now. So in the middle, you could go uh, Figueroa or even in the back and then go Doyle up front because Vicente Sanchez hasn't averaged 60 minutes um, in quite a, quite a long time. So I, I would just limit it to three and, and don't overspend on them. There's, there's a couple options on Colorado that are even too expensive to even consider, so... I'm not taking any, and I personally think if you do, you maybe you maybe take two at maximum. The reason being is because those are two players that you're going to have to ship out with the next two home, the next two away games that are not very friendly to, uh, at Toronto and at Houston. Um, I don't, I personally don't like any of the Colorado players. I think maybe an Irwin and maybe a Saint Ledger. Um, you know, maybe a Burling, I guess, if you need a budget option. But I'm not going anywhere. I'm not touching their midfield or forwards. Um, I'm personally not touching any Colorado player. So Doyle has a Doyle has a goal in back-to-back games. Yeah, yeah, but Doyle, I mean, oh, Doyle, Doyle rules. rules. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what. That's, that's why we're twins. That's why we're twins. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Doyle, I know that Suarez Power loves Kevin Doyle because he's an Irishman, but, I mean, you know, you're looking at Doyle's past three games. He has an um, assist in a clean sheet in game week 25, and then the double game week he's got back-to-back goals, been playing 90 minutes for a long time. So, yeah, I guess for a 7.4 option. <clears throat> yeah, I've, I've already picked him up for this week. I think for for a double game week forward, I think Doyle's one that you can – you could take a chance on that he gets at least a goal in one of the two games. I'm, I mean, I'm not yeah. gonna, I'm not gonna have him on my team for any longer than this one week. But I think he's worth taking a chance on this week. Yeah, and like, and like, see, and in my perspective is I'd rather stock up for game week 29 uh, instead, just because you're playing away at Vancouver, which that's always a tough place to play, and then, you know, at home versus DC, which I mean, that could be, you know, that could be four to four, four to three, so. I'm going to stay away from him. Which is why I want a forward. Yeah. Yeah, I would mostly stay away as well. I kind of like Sanchez, though. I always like him as a player, so sometimes I pick based solely on that. And with his five bonus points, I don't know if that's throwing off my my radar of how good he is lately, but, you know, the minutes thing does concern me. Yeah, I, I looked at his stat. Over those last five games, he hasn't, he hasn't averaged 60 minutes a game, and I don't know, I don't know what... They're doing up in Colorado because, you know, it's like when Powers fell out of favor, he really fell out of favor. Like, he's lucky to see the field nowadays, and I, I think Sanchez is one of their biggest talents, and they don't let him play 90 minutes. I don't I don't know what that's about. See, for me in this, I would much rather invest in, you know, 
uh, a Lee Wynn, uh, a, a David Villa, a Sasha, or a BWP, even potentially a Wando um, over any of the Colorado players and just set myself up for Game Week 29. I get it, you know, always having double Game Week players better than having a single Game Week player, but to me that's just, I mean, that's two, that's that's one to four transfers and potentially up to a negative eight that I'm going to have to take to get those Chicago players out. Whereas right now I can set my team up for game week 29 and game week 30 and maybe take a negative eight total out of the next three game weeks and still be successful. Yeah, I think you guys have nailed this one. And on the keeper side, I think there's definitely better rotation options to maximize your double game weeks that are coming up, and that knocks Irwin out for me. My, my big concern with defense that I mentioned a little bit earlier in the show is with with Hoberry on, on his suspension, he's he's usually the better choice at defense, and, and one I really love to get, uh, mostly because I use Colorado players as like my garbage ones that are like, hey, they'll, they'll, pro- they'll start and they're in the four under five range, so I'll just grab a Chicago, or a Chicago, I'll just grab a Colorado player. Uh, but Burling's likely to play this first game, but when Hoberry's back, he might sit, so each of them could end up just being a single game week player, and are they really ones you want? I, I got Burling for this round just because I'm like, well, whatever, maybe he'll get two. And like I said, he's just a bench guy for me that I can actually throw in there when somebody else is, is on a bye or just has a really unlooking, unpleasant-looking game. As far as midfielders, not huge on there. And like you guys said, Doyle is would be the, the stain that I would go with for a forward right now. But uh, I actually have Baji on my team, again, just because I know he came back from alone and he's a 4.4, and who knows, maybe he'll get thrown in there. He could be a switcheroo or something like that. But I am, I am not high on them. They're a big enigma, though, with, with Colorado. They, they have one of the best away defenses in the game, so that's a little bit of a, of a bonus if you wanted to get one of their players for that first game against Vancouver. But then they're also awful at scoring when they're on the road, so it's, it's just this... They have both sides of their coin that it's just really hard to invest, in my mind, heavily in a Colorado team. Fair enough. Yeah. I'm going to pass uh, you guys up this week. <laughs> we'll or, or Doyle's going to get a red card and I'm going to laugh at you. I'm not going to captain him, but uh, nah, he's, he's, a, he's a pretty level-headed bloke. No, I he think is. He'll be he's all right. good. He's good. I think that's a good pick. So Mr. Frumble PDX has our next question, and he says, how many hits should I take to load up on double game week players and Keen? I don't know. I mean, Keen is maybe maybe worth one. There's a drawback with his schedule, and then no double game weeks coming up, but I don't know. I'm 95% sure I'm picking him up this week. Um, Phil Hubbard and Zussi were the only other double game week players for this week that I would really consider taking it at minus four or four. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it depends on what you want to do. If you're in a head-to-head league, you do what you've got to do. If you're trying to climb the ladder a little bit, uh, limit it to a negative eight. If you can't if you can't get keen in the double game lookers you want in eight, then you need to reevaluate your strategy there because it's, it's not worth taking on a negative 12 or a negative 16 to bring in a single game week player for the rest of the year. Yeah, right now... Um, I have a negative four, and I'm taking Bradley out for Benny, Oba out for BWP, and Quincy out for Keen. And then that should set me up next week where I can drop Keen, bring in David Villa, and then drop Salinas and get Sasha. So I've, I've been thinking, I mean, man, I've been, I've been drawing this stuff up like 80 different ways at work trying to figure this out. And it's, you know, I think that, I even think that maybe a negative eight is a little too much right now because now is crunch time where every negative hit matters. I mean, I want to say between myself and Guy, I want to say there's, I think there's like 18 points and it's separating, you know, 40 places. So a negative four could mean rank 50 or rank 65. And that's, to me, that's huge, so... Yeah, it gets really close. I I would agree more with you, Jay, that I, I think negative eight's a, a bit much for just two games. Florida, Kansas City, away twice. Colorado with that, that weird weirdness that they have. I don't, I don't think it's the greatest of double game week at all. Uh, definitely worth more taking negatives next round with all the double games. 
I could see a minus four, and I'm, I myself might take a minus four, and that would only be with some prep for that next double game that's coming up. So this is not really one that I would ad- advise taking hits on. Yeah, and that's and part of my strategy, though, and I wasn't on the podcast last week because of life. Um, I, I built my whole bench out with just Colorado and SKC players. So for me, I'm not taking a risk to, to take this risk in a sense. These didn't cost me any point hits at all to have them on my team. So I was lucky this weekend I didn't need a bench, and now I can put my whole bench out there as a giant gamble that I'll get some big points. But I wouldn't – the team I'm going to field this week, I wouldn't take any point hits to get. That's that's the honest truth. Yeah, that's I wouldn't a good take point. point hits to bring in, like, Maynard Figueroa. But I got him, so <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's just say that I'm going to take a gamble on a free transfer yeah. on. Yeah, and, that, and that's a good point. A lot of the answer to this question for your individual team really depends on how you set your team up last time. I had Benny, Baji, and Burling all on my bench and, and Melia, so I had some double game week guys already in the wings waiting to come in, and so I'm really just planning on swapping in Keen and then getting some extra change made by dropping uh, a midfielder for someone that's just rock bottom. So so that's really I'm I'm using this week to get set up for the next couple games. So it's, it's not really cut and dry. Guy makes that great point of, of looking at how your team was already prepped for it. Which I hope you did. <laughs> so next one comes from Stensmaster42, who says, should we even consider any Toronto players with Geo out? I was extremely close to bringing in Zavaleta um, just to have him in. And, you know, sure enough, he scored a goal. Uh, I would not... I don't think any Toronto players are really worth it. Josie's out. Bradley's out. Geo's injured for, you know, who knows how long, and I believe it was the same injury that Oba had, the adductor sprain, and it may have been a different severity, but still, I mean, you try to run with that and you tweak it again, you know, you could be out for God knows how long. And it showed the severity of the injury when he had to even leave Italy and couldn't train with them. So to me, that's a huge red flag. Uh, I would, I mean, this week, uh, this week they play at New England, so I'd monitor the status of that, see how he does. Uh, If he's even in the starting 18, then, hey, maybe I'll bring him in on game week 29. If he's not even in the starting 18 for game week 28, I'm not even going to think about it. Uh, Yeah, I wouldn't pick up any. Bradley's the only player I would consider on the whole team other than Geo, but with, you know, I don't think going up against New England is their best fixture. Maybe I would consider him next week, depending on what things look like. Yeah, uh, interesting little fact for you. I think Toronto and San Jose are the only two teams that still have six home games Mm -hmm. left. So... <laughs> but I think the question really is coming down to um, what Jay distracted his cat. When they're missing their big guns, though, are they really worth investing in? And, and I think that one's no. So until some of these guys start coming back, I mean, even Herc's not doing super great right now. Um, yeah, I mean, if you're looking for a cheap defender and maybe getting some home home team bonus points, they got more home games than anybody else outside of San Jose. So I wouldn't take them. But if you're one of those home team kind of like player, like a lot of guys just play home team defenders, which is not a bad strategy. Indeed, and not. So it's just something to consider. Yeah. So our next question comes from Midnight Sun Elier, and he says, and this kind of took me back when I saw this question. He's using his wild card for this round, so he saved it. Uh, so he's rethinking everything. And he's trying to figure out which players are really standing out. And specifically, he's looking at the San Jose still look as good as they as we all thought they were before this weekend. And who are some people that that he should target or others may target now with the wild card? I was really surprised that someone still had their wild card left. Good God, man! What were you waiting for? I mean, I, I hope that you're in the top 100 by now because. I mean, it would just be a shame to have a wild card this late and it not really pay off for you. But <laughs> yeah, like, like, yeah, like I just said, uh, San Jose's got six home games left. So uh, I think the the Philly thing, you know, the Philly thing was just kind of Connor Casey is the opposite of fantasy gold. 
<laughs> because you can never you can never pick him up and trust him to generate points for your team, and all he ever does is screw over your goalkeeper and your defender. Yep. So, Connor Casey, to me, I would just take that game, toss it aside. San Jose overlooked them as they weren't going to be that strong, and then I, I think I think San Jose with six home games left. I think you're going to still get points out of every every asset of their of their uh, field players. So. I say yes. Go, go San Jose. Yeah, I think that definitely getting Bingham, a Francis, you know, maybe even a Salinas. I think that Wando is. <laughs> I picked Quincy over Wando, and I knew that Wando was going to get a PK. I just knew it. Um, but you know, looking at the schedule, I would really just load up on twenty nine and try to get some bench players for maybe a, th- a thirty. Um, I personally like Montreal players. I think Piotti and Drogba are two that are must-haves if you're wild-carding this week. Obviously, your New England, uh, your win. Um, I think win and maybe uh, Tierney could be good. Uh, New York City FC, David Villa, that's an obvious one. I mean, you know, get, get, the, get the usual suspects, but set yourself up where you're going to have those great players that a lot of other teams aren't going to have because they haven't set their teams up like that. I mean, that's that's what I would do, but, yeah. Yeah, I still like San Jose. Um, if I was wild-carding this week, I'd definitely have BWP and Drogba. Poku, I think, is a, a good thing to look at. Cheap midfielder who should should be getting some points. Lee Wynn, Failhaber. Um, and then for the back line, Tierney, Francis, and Miazga. And then I would build around from that, depending on how much budget you have left. Maybe throw Keen in there, but that's kind of pushing it budget-wise. You'd have to really scrimp elsewhere. Boom! What he said. I think it's fortunate. It's a, it might be too late to get a good just look at all of this. I hope you've been doing it already. But just maximize these double game weeks that we have coming up. Get yourself set up so you can plan out one or two. Tra- if, if ideal, you could just plan out two transfers each round to get your team set up ideally to take advantage of these double game weeks that are coming up there. You can get some good keeper rotations going on. You can keep some solid defense and not really worry about having to do any kind of rotation at all with, with San Jose and Sporting Kansas City and, and New England all all in Montreal, all having a bunch of stuff that's overlapping. So just trying to maximize those double game weeks is really going to be your best thing to go from there. And I still think you got to go with cheap defenders and then just load up all there in the attackers. Angelino. <laughs> he only has one double game week. Doesn't matter. <laughs> and remember, the last three weeks, you know, there's two two unlimited trades, so you're really looking at you know, the next, was it yeah. next four weeks? Three weeks after this one? To, so. yeah. The mid-max, yeah, 28, 29, and 30. Yep, you cut the, the, the remaining season in half when you think that way, so don't look past round 31. Just think about you know the next four weeks. What can you pull out of that? Mm-hmm. I'm I'm honestly really excited for game week 33 because that's where I think the entire week or the entire uh, season of planning and getting more money is going to really pay off for a lot of those players or a lot of those uh, ma- uh, fantasy managers because they're going to be able to put in every single baller player and hopefully come away with the last two game weeks just crushing it. I'm excited. I'm already looking at like game week 34, like wondering who I can put in. Probably not a good idea. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm just so excited. I'm a good four or five million behind budget-wise what other people have. I'm really oh, hurting. Uh oh. So, kind of a disadvantage to me. <laughs> so our final question comes from Rubrics, and uh, it's a little bit a long one, and it's going to lead us into some of our our player picks. He says. Is it fair to say that the emergence of Drogba, Drogba brings another legitimate option into our front lines as they are only a limited number of 10-plus players we can have in our teams? Uh, considering their respective upcoming schedules, which one of these strikers are more dispensable if you're trying to bring Drogba in? Bradley Wright Phillips, Keane, Martins, Villa, or Wando? That's a good question. I like yeah, that. Martin. Martin's schedule kind of sucks. No double game weeks, three away, and an LA game. I mean, that's not that's not a recipe for success. But you know, all of these players are quality. I don't know. Wando's on the tail end of that quality. I love Wando, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's harsh. Um, but I, I think I would put him on the cut list for sure. Martin's Wando. Um, 
Keen with the schedule. I still I still like Keen. I think he's got a good chance. I think Via and Dragba have the best schedules coming up. I think both of those on your team riding out to the next wild card is not a horrible plan. Um, what does that leave? Drag what if Via Dragba Keen? I think I talked about everybody. Oh, Bradley Wright Phillips. Um, not a great schedule. Double away game week, but. I don't know. I say games. games. But so then three home games after. Home games. He does have a lot of home games, but the double game week is a double away. I guess that's not that bad. I don't know. Yeah. I would say Martins and Wando are on the cut list for sure. I would, I would, I would tend to agree. Martins and Wando first, and then I, I like Via and his double at home. So Keen is just expensive. I mean, if you if you're gonna take Keen or or Bradley White Phillips, you really got to believe in their cause because they're going to cost you a lot of money. So, yeah, I mean, it just—I I would get rid of Martins first because of no doubles, and then Wando. Yeah, I—I I think that getting this week, BWP Drogba and Keen, then next week switching Keen out for Via. I'm not even going to look at Martins or Wando personally. I think that Wando is too expensive for the amount of production he's putting up. And I mean, I love, you know, I love BWP and Drogba, especially right now. Um, yeah, I agree with uh, the other gentleman. I, I'm mostly in agreement. I, I would definitely drop Martins. I would definitely drop BWP just because we saw last time that he just came up blank with with any points in his first game of a double game week, and it was the second round that really saved us. But I think Kleshin has the higher ceiling for. New York, and I'd rather bet on him and free up some of that money that, that Bradley Wright Phillips tends to absorb. Uh, I'd put Keen and Drogba up there just because of Keen's performance. Drogba has that good schedule. I'm not lobbying for Wando. I'm lobbying more for the schedule that San Jose has. And so if you want to spread some of that money around, I'm going to say, why not Quincy? Because he's on some great form. He didn't come up with anything last game, but he's been getting assists. He's been getting, I think he has a goal within the past six games. I th he's seven point something off the top of my head. I can't think of it exactly. But I think if you want to get take advantage of that San Jose schedule, that, that schedule is high enough that maybe getting Quincy is someone that should be on the table as well if we're going to just knock off Wando. Hmm. Wise man. Yeah, well, we'll see. <laughs> well, that's all for our question and answers right now. We have a, a little question uh, in our focused discussion that came from Mike Dat Tiger, and he's basically wanting to know from us how we plan to take advantage of some of these upcoming double game weeks with the wild cards that are going to be bookending this this season. And so he's he's saying that he's in a league with about 50 points, and he's about 50 points back from the first place position that gets prizes. So not first overall, just the first position that gets in prizes. Uh, with only seven weeks left, any and we had these two wild cards coming up. What strategies should we implement to make up that difference? Might be kind of hard. I don't know if we can definitely predict how to make up 50 points, but I think uh, looking at our strategies is going to be more interesting here. Yeah, so for me, I mean, the strategies that I'm implementing is I'm going to be getting all the heavy hitters and finding the differentials where I can, like a Drogba, uh, Piotti last week. Um, and, I mean, it's it's been preached throughout this entire podcast, throughout this entire season. You want to find players that are in form or about to hit form, like a Poku. Um, obviously, you know, like a, a, a Tierney as well. Uh, hopefully rolling the dice on your wild cards and getting lucky on those, but also looking at, you know, how consistent the players are because you want consistency in your lineup. But for me, like I said, I don't know, five minutes ago, I'm going to be loading on. I'm going to be loading up on all of the the heavy hitters, and then if I can maximize myself, you know, at a at a three, a three four three, which is probably what I'm going to be doing. Um, I'm going to be, you know, utilizing that and just getting the most expensive, best, consistent players because they're expensive and they're consistent for a reason. So, that's for me. Yeah, that pretty much sums up what I would think. I'm really not. I don't know. I'm more of a slow and steady wins the race. So, trying to to come up with a 50 point swing is. I don't know. I don't know how you would come up with that. I mean, it's really, you know, catching lightning. Like, 
you know, I rocketed up to first in the first few weeks because I picked, uh, what's his name from Columbus? Kamara. You know, you get lucky and then, and it was a slow, steady decline since. So, you know, good luck. Hopefully you can pick the right guy. I don't know. Yeah, if you're going to make a 50 points, you're going to have to be bold. Like, you could either maintain what you're doing now and lose by 50 or take some serious risks and win or lose by 150. Either way, if you take some risks and lose, you're already losing, so why not just be bold and just go balls out and take some risks? I mean, that's what, that's what I would do. I think either way ends up being fun. You sort of get like that relegation battle you see in the EPL, but at, at the end of the season, if you win, you're just like, oh, look at that. I did this, and I came up on top, and I made up that point, or at least I got a prize out of this. Isn't that awesome? And if you lose, you can be like, oh, my gosh, can you believe I went with that guy? It, it was a real just, oh, well, whatever. That was fun. I, know, I, I like that element of it. Yeah, man, go, go all out with it. I, I definitely agree with everything, especially what, what Jay was saying. It's There's there's a little help, I think, some differentials are going to start giving you the closer and closer to the end of the season that we get. Um going with some of these big-name hitters and really focusing on that captain choice. If you can find a way, if you know these people in this league, for them to maybe slip out who they're going to captain, maybe you could bet against that and see if you can you can uh, catch a few more points that way. Captains, for me, is really where I think you can make the points up quickly. The thing to remember when we have these wild cards, though, at the end of the season, especially 33, because let's, let's face it, there's four teams playing in 32, so we're all pretty much going to have the same team. It's it's going to be boring. That's going to be a snooze fest. But with 33, we're so close to the cup playoffs at that time, some of these teams that are, are locked in might start resting some of these big players. So you're going to have to question if some of these people are actually going to be featuring on the 25th of October in Game Week 34 or what. So just just remember that when you're making those trades to load up on those double Game Week guys. Oh, yeah. 33, I'm going ham on the bubble teams. <laughs> That's the craziest thing I've ever heard, going ham on the bubble teams. Watch out. <laughs> That's all for our questions that we have. We're going to move into our player picks, and so we're going to start out with keepers and defenders. Um, I'm going to go... I mean, I got Malia and Ellis, and I'm going to go with Burling and probably Farrell again, because why not? I think that I'm going to stick with the double game week uh, roster in the back as much as possible and just take my chances. Yeah, for me, um, I'm actually going with Bush and Bingham. Uh, I love, <laughs> I love Bush. Um, I love Bush's uh, the three the three double game weeks, or well, the back to back double game weeks, and then you know you're away at Orlando City. I also I also really really like Tierney and Francis. I know those are you know, pretty much locks for most people's team, but Tierney's attacking threat is just too good to pass up, and I know he went up to 7.5, but his I think he has the most crosses in the league uh, for a defender, and then, I mean, you know, just that garbage time goal he had just made it that much sweeter that I picked him. I think Bingham and Bush could be like a, a great name for like a 70s cop show, or Bingham and, <laughs> Bingham and the Bush could be a great name, uh, radio name. <laughs> Someone's got to come up with something. Like um, Miazga and Tierney for defenders. I think that's the smartest picks right now. Personally, I think you should have Bingham already. If you're looking for with all those home games with the wild card we just had, I think that was the smart pick. That's a pick I made, so I'm just going to say I'm smart. Um, <laughs> otherwise, the keeper that you have is the keeper you should keep and yep. spend your money elsewhere. Until 32. Do you guys like Miazga? I know they're playing Chicago at home, which is a great fixture, but, you know, away at New England and away at Portland, I mean, that's 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 pretty tough. Yeah, very I, like, tough. I like the bonus points he picks up. Always yeah. always bonus. Makes sense. I mean, if you're going to have some people thrown in there, are you going to go with New York City's defense? I don't know about that. Definitely want New England's. I uh, wouldn't care to start having a Montreal guy there already if you don't already have it. Have a San Jose guy. So if you go on three, you could avoid New York that way. Uh, but why not get him for that double game week to try to take advantage of the rest of those home games that they have? Yeah. Yeah, and New England's I, defense is crazy expensive. So. Yeah. 
Definitely. That, that's going to be your most expensive guy. Like Tierney at 7.6, is that what he is now? 7.5. 7.5, so, yeah. But I like him. I like him a lot. I wish he would get a national team look. And I think uh, Tierney a smarter pick than Farrell if you're going to pick one. I agree. <laughs> I love Farrell, but... Definitely. I, I still like the... The, the Bing Amelia rotation with the keepers, so you're getting three double game weeks in a row with some strong defensive teams, um, or at least some strong double game weeks. We'll see. I, I like that. It's it's a pretty good value going forward. And you guys nail the defenders. That's this is not a time to be looking for some crazy expensive guys. I've seen uh, some big names and big points being brought in for these double game weeks, and I don't I don't know what people are thinking. I'm just hoping to chase some clean sheets with my defenders right now. So let's move on to midfielders, which we do have a little follow-up question that focuses just on midfield here. Uh, Boyan Boyan says, should we consider prioritizing any big single game week players over a double game week guy, someone like Keener over Bradley? We've talked about some of those guys, but specifically in midfield, are there people that you're considering to prioritize that have single game weeks? Mm. God damn it. I mean... This week, yeah. Like it's 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 tough for me to say that because obviously the other guys have so much class. But I I took a, I'm taking the gamble on the double game week guys. I got I got to make up some points, and the best way to do that is to give myself 180 potential minutes. So I'm, I'm gonna skip out on Oba, BWP, and most likely Keen. That's that's just me though. Yeah, I uh, I agree with that. Uh, it's just tough because you can bring in Keen for this game week and then switch him out next week for Via. I mean, there's just so many options with these types of players. Um, I think that BWP is almost a lock. You, you need to have him this week just because of the home game against Chicago. Look what Drogba did in Montreal. Um, I think that Bradley Wright Phillips and Sasha can almost do the exact same thing. So that's something that I'm heavily considering. I think, uh, I personally think Oba, if Dempsey plays, I may keep Oba just because of their connection. But it, it really, it just depends. I mean, I don't even know. I really, it's not much help. But I would get BWP in over either of those two guys just because of the home game and the double game week, personally. Sorry, just a quick aside. Did we skip midfielders? Am I? I, I did. I read the wrong question. Okay, I was. Totally like thinking about midfielders, and I'm like, why is everyone talking about forwards? Okay, <laughs> so forwards. Um, <laughs> BWP out of the three is the one I would pick. Um, Suck I don't think any, for any for any forwards double single game weeks. I don't know. Roll a dice between Keen and BWP and Drogba. One of them, you know, one of them's gonna work out great. I think you get BWP and Drogba if you have the choice of either of those two personally. But looking at all the midfielders, I do kind of think maybe two of the three is the way to go and stock up because I want Salinas. Sorry, we're going into the, into the midfielders. Um, I don't know. Just go for it. Good well, segue. I want Salinas. I want Win. I want Question. I want Poku because he's cheap and makes the budget work. I want Failhaber because he's Failhaber. Like I, I mean, I want all five of those. But see, that's, but, but see, that's coming from. I mean, you say you're about four or five million short. Which would allot me to have Benny, Win, Piotti, Salinas, Bradley Wright, Phillips, Drogba, and Via. I know. Fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, uh, my mistake there. I, I read the wrong question. But for the rest of you guys, what did you think about your midfielder picks? Um, yeah, I uh, let me go back here. So, so Dempsey, um, I think if Dempsey does. You know, Dempsey obviously didn't go, uh, didn't leave to go play uh, against Brazil today. You saw the, the chemistry that he had with Oba. It was, it looked like Seattle of last year. I think if Dempsey, if Dempsey's playing, maybe you keep him for another week. But I'm, I'm with Guy. I think that you, you get your players that are going to play 180 minutes, especially. You know, a Piotti or a Sasha, a Win. Um, I mean, even a Salinas. I, you know, MPG played last week, and Salinas still got what four points. So, but but then there comes a question of 
what if Gio gets healthy? That's going to throw a lot of people in. Hey, because MLS, he's probably going to end up playing game week 29. So I would just put that into your, put that as your joker in your deck of cards and see how that works out. Have we covered all your midfield picks, guy? Yeah, I mean, my midfield right now is garbage, so I don't really have anything to add to it because I haven't made my transfer. I'm waiting for the lineups to come out tomorrow. Uh, Fair enough, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's it's I'm I'm really going all maximum forwards right now, and then I'm filling my midfield after that. I mean, aside from Bale Haber, obviously, because why not? Quick question for you guys: Sasha didn't get called up, correct? Uh, I I don't know. Because I'm looking at my phone, I don't see any substitutes of Sasha, but I just I mean, you know, just just making sure he didn't get called up. So there we have our, our midfielders. I, I think you, especially you, Jason, listed off a really great list of five guys to to prioritize for for the midfield. So could you just say that one more time in case people missed it? Maybe. Uh, <laughs> 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 I had a few beers. Um, Salinas, Win, Question, Poku, and Benny Bellhaber. Yeah, that's that's a big a big list right now. Especially for 29. Yeah, that, that we can't even get into the fact that we don't know if Poku's going to play or not because we don't know what mood Lampard is in this week. So. <laughs> yeah, very true. That <laughs> tick. So now let's get to forwards. We already covered Boyan Boyan's question, uh, but Midnight Sun Leader said that he could only afford two big name forwards with double game weeks in 29. Uh, he was thinking via for Bradley Wright Phillips, or can we convince him that Keen is worth taking this week and then taking a minus four to sub him out? And I'd like to talk about that because, Guy, you seem to be kind of down on him. A few of the rest of us are thinking that his form is is worth it. Uh, can we talk Guy that into Keen being worth it? Because I think if we can talk Guy into Keen being worth it, then that would help Midnight. Well, I look at his past five, and I see 12, 12, 21, and I feel I remember the the kick in the nuts that I took when I didn't have him on the field, so I don't know. That's almost motivation enough for me. Oh, it's man, I hate wavering back and forth because it just sucks. Because I'll say something on here and then tomorrow I'll tweet it out and I'll be like, oh, I'm totally not going to pick up Keen. It's stupid. How dare you? Blah, blah, blah. But I can see it from both angles. I'm, I'm just going to conviction. Kinda, yeah. <laughs> It's, this is the thing. It's hard for me to justify taking a negative four to bring somebody in that I'm going to transfer out next week. That just, to me, I mean, if he if he scores two touch or two touchdowns, sorry, I mean, I had a fantasy draft earlier. Uh, if, if he scores two goals, then hey, great. If he scores a two, then I'm negative two points on that, which really affects me. And I know that, you know, they are home against Montreal, but I just, I just... I'd love to bring in Keem, but at the same time, why not save my transfer and keep Oba in if Demp plays? I just think there's a lot of variables that go into that situation. But then again, as Jason just said, I mean, Keen is almost one of those players that are fixture-proof, especially with uh, GDS coming in. So I'll probably tell you tomorrow, follow my tweets, and I'll tell you what I'm doing. And I don't, I don't disagree that Keen is, like, <laughs> he's pretty great. I mean, you look at everything he does, his old man face, he's like the anti-Greg Oden for old man face. Like, he plays like a young man with an old man face. But, you know, I'm not playing for single-game scores anymore. Like, I'm trying to maximize the most points between here and the end of the year now. And having Keen this week at a negative point hit for me, too, because I would have to take a negative point hit to, to trade everything around to get him. That might short-circuit me trying to get more points with double game week strikers consistently from here to the end of the year. So, I mean, yeah, he could come out and have a hat trick just like Drogba did. You know, Willie, maybe, maybe not. I mean, I, I still ended up captaining win this week, and that 32 points felt pretty good from a guy that wasn't, you know. Heck yeah. So, but I'm, I'm going to keep, you know, win because they have a double game week coming up. So, like, I'm already set up to... I'm throwing all my dice in, you know, I'm going to try to hit Yahtzee on double game week players from here on out. That's my strategy. 
I don't know. I, I'm kind of leaning more that way too, guy, because at least for me, that just sounds more fun. Yeah. Yeah, I'm picking Kevin Doyle this week over uh, King, uh <laughs> Captain him. <laughs> if there was ever if there was ever a time where I was like, What are you doing? It would be now. But I'm like, you know what? He's got hundred and eighty minutes, he plays ninety every time, he's scoring goals. Why not? Maybe Vancouver has a massive breakdown like SKC did and Colorado comes out and blasts for four goals. I don't know. It's going to be fun to watch. As well. I'm surprised no one has said anything about Dom. Well, I was, that's actually, I was going to just say that we're, we're overlooking Dom Dwyer as, I think, really the only other double game week, keeper, double game week forward option with, with, for me at least, having a question mark on Namath. Dom and Ellis. I mean, no one has brought up Ellis. Everyone's high on Miazga, you know, Tierney. Francis, no one said anything about Ellis or Dom, which I'm very surprised about. I, I, I have Ellis. He was in my back line, but um, I, I don't know. Dom could go off. It just seems to me like he's just waiting not to go, go off. Like, I don't know, like... Eh, he's he's hard, he, because... He's, he's burned me too much this year. I've brought him in for double game weeks, and he hasn't performed. <laughs> so Well, and that's the other thing. So he's, he's two million more than uh, Christian Nemeth is, and Nemeth has a higher overall score. Yep. Yeah. So, to me, there's there's no justification for taking the guy that's going to cost you two million more, yep. and has produced less points. So for me, he's just kind of a non-starter. And he's point two more than Drogba, and Drogba has many more games, and Drogba just looks. I mean, you can't really say he's in form because he's only played one game, but hat trick you on your that's first. That's how form works. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, you're you're in a hat trick on your first MLS game. I believe he is the first ever to do that. How could you not put Drogba in your team? Piotti's healthy. Yeah, and that's that part of, part of, it's not even Dom Dwyer's fault. It's just the part, it's just the fact that he was priced out of yeah. being what he is. I mean, if he would have came in, he should be a seven to eight million dollar forward like Doyle is. There's no reason for him to be ten plus anything right now, and I don't know why. There's just there's a couple of players like that this year that, for whatever reason, they just got this insanely high score that. There was no justification for a score that high. Well, last last year, Dom, I think Dom was in the top three strikers, and I'm assuming that's why he, you know, constituted his... I think he started out at a nine... I think, didn't Dom start at 9.5 million? Or t 10? I think it was 9.5 Dom started out with, so... Yeah, he's just too expensive right now for what he's yeah. doing, though. I'll take Drogba over Dom. So yeah, we've done a lot of forward talks, so yeah, a lot of, a lot of things there. So... Trying to wrap everything up, let's uh, Knox Vox ask if there were any essential players for this double game week besides Benny. So, do we have any must-haves, guys? I, I think just either or of the two keepers. I mean, you're not chasing clean sheets. What you're trying to chase is between two games, earning enough that it would be comparable to a clean sheet for a single game week player. Yeah, good so, got it. Yeah, just either Irwin or Malia. Malia is cheaper. You know, if he gets three points a game. Hey, you got a six-point keeper at the end of the at the end of the term. So, I don't think you take a negative to get one of those keepers, though. I think you should have. It would have been smarter to set yourself up having you know Malia on your bench or having Irwin on your bench. I I mean I really think that in my opinion, I think the only must-have player is Benny, and that's really it. That's that's the only person I'm going to have personally. No, but I w I would I would disagree with that. I wouldn't if you don't have Irwin right now, don't pick him up because there, sure. there's no more double games. But Pick up Malia now if you if you can because he's going to have five games over three weeks. So they have a single game week, a single game week, and a double game week. So, I yeah, mean, I'll, Malia you, can still pay off for you. Unless you have, you know, uh, another rotating keeper. If Bingham and Bush wasn't so long to spell, I would make that my Twitter handle right now. <laughs> 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 I, I do like the idea of that just being a, a 1970s cop drama. Yeah. Uh, so, of course, the big news that's happening in the fantasy world uh, a couple weeks ago is that MLS is in a partnership with DraftKings, and we're going to try to start integrating some of this stuff into the podcast, and I'm assuming various websites in, in our fantasy MLS. So I don't think many of us are very familiar with DraftKings just yet, so I'm just going to throw it out there real quick. If any of you guys play with DraftKings, and do you have any tips or any picks for DraftKings this round? Yeah, it's a whole different ball of wax. I mean, I, I play it every weekend. I play it more for NASCAR than for soccer, because I use Mondogol for soccer, but um, it sure makes these bye weeks much more enjoyable, because you don't want to worry about it. 
So there's, nothing yet. We don't have picks. <laughs> guy can tell you which NASCAR guy to watch drive around the circle for five hours, but not. I think I'm on. Hey guys, please stop yelling, okay? <laughs> that was fantastic. Um, so yeah, we're gonna start integrating some of that. If you guys have any suggestions for how you'd like to hear Mondo go, Mondo, not Mondo goal, DraftKings tips brought to you, just let us know. Uh, we'll try to get that in here to help the other side of the fantasy game. So that brings us to our community time. Big congrats to Andy D, manager of Supporting Kansas City, which also doubles as his chat name at MLS Fantasy Boss and on r slash fantasy MLS. He got 101 points this game round, and that makes him the top of the R Fantasy MLS league. Uh, big shout out to him as well. He, We were all talking shop about our, our teams before the round started, and he... Uh, actually influenced what I went, ended up going with my defense. I really liked the setup that he had and some of his rotation thoughts going forward. And so, yeah, so I definitely appreciate the insight that, that he had to help me, myself, uh, this round. Then moving on to the head-to-head -head front for the uh, MLS Fantasy Insider Hosts League. I'm back in second. Aha, look at me. I had the, I had the top score this, this week. But Simon, who unfortunately can't be with us tonight, is number one. He's gone from bottom top just like that. The cat still has lives, and he is is coming on strong. Travis is a sad sack of himself, and he is back in third place. Sorry. I think you're fourth, Jason, so you're right there on his tail. You could, you could bump up him up one more. There you go. Yeah, hopefully this next week works out. <laughs> Fingers crossed. I, I just can't believe Simon is in first. I remember... The beginning of the season, he was in last and last and last, and I think he won. He's won like 13 games straight or something like that. So that's he's crazy. Awesome. Yeah. This this could be a true Cinderella story in the MLSFI hosts head-to-head -head league. We, we will find out in I guess about seven more rounds. So that's all that we. Please don't miss the deadline, 7:30 tomorrow, September 9th. Be sure to get your team set before then and captains picked beforehand. Also, don't forget to stop by r slash fantasy MLS and vote for your favorite MLS fantasy blog. There are several websites that are up there right now from, from people who have just provided a lot of content throughout the season, and at r slash fantasy MLS, we thought it would be nice to kind of acknowledge the contribution that they've made. We're going to have a little badge, uh, a picture that they can post on their website, just acknowledging that, that we really appreciate the work that they've done. So go there and vote. Voting will be open through, I believe, the end of round 32. So plenty of time. Get your friends to go in there. And, uh, yeah, please please do participate. And then, of course, don't forget to follow us on Twitter with all of our various handles. You can find them usually uh, tagged when we're tweeting each other. And so do that. And we'd love to interact with everyone and, and see just what's going on in the community. You guys have anything else that you want to plug? No, sir. I think we got it this week. Yeah, I um, I haven't been doing my my punts the past two weeks this week or last week, so I want to apologize about Blacker. that. I know I've had my my corporate bosses were in town all last week, so I was in meetings pretty much from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. And then um, this week, I have no excuse. I was just lazy, so I'm sorry. Hey, at least I'm honest. I'm not making a BS excuse. That's true. That's true. Anything from you, Jason? MLS Fancy Viz action? Uh, I shouldn't say this. I shouldn't say anything. No, I'm going to... There will be a major upgrade within a week. I swear to God, i got to paint myself into a corner because I'm going to keep putting it off. Um, it's being reworked pretty seriously. Have you seen my design skills? They're not that great. Uh, I'm more about the data behind it, so... Within the next week, it'll be much better. I hope. If, if, not, we get, if not, we get to pick your player, your next player, for a double game week. I, I'll do it with that. <laughs> All right. And if you like it, you can go and vote for him in the blog of the year. So he's just trying to, to get some votes there at the very end. How sneaky. Well, thank you very much for tuning into the episode today, and good luck.